Welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. This podcast is for leaders in the social sector like you who want to make a difference. Each episode is packed with practical ideas on how you can be more innovative and create an even bigger social impact. We share our ideas on what you can do and also speak to leaders from the sector to share best practice. So let's get into it and let's talk impact. Welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. Here with Tracy Newman. As always, I'm joined by my good friend, Dan Bentley. And we're so excited to be uh, just the two of us coming to you today. We've had a, an amazing run with lots of really cool guests. And this is kind of the first time that Dan and I have had an opportunity to record a podcast with just the two of us. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. So what is it that we're going to talk about today, Dan? Today, we're going to talk about theories of change. But before you think, oh, I already know this, I don't need to listen to this episode, what we want to talk about specifically here is how do theories of change help with innovation? Theories of change are something that are a mainstay of most not-for-profit organizations or any type of organization that works in this sector. It's a tool that's been around for some time, very common with consultants and people like us who come and help your organizations. But we want to look at it from a different angle. Like I said, we're going to look at it from how can it help with your innovation efforts? That's what we're going to unpack today. Absolutely. But as always, it's always a good place to start by actually just all being on the same page in terms of when we talk about a theory of change, what is it that we're really talking about? So what is a theory of change? It's just simply a tool that helps you to document your strategy for creating those positive changes that you're looking for. So it really is designed to have all of the steps captured in one clear and easy place that lets you both communicate and understand what is the process that we go through to create the positive change that we're looking for. Yeah, you know, it, it can be really tricky in this space when we have a big goal that we want to achieve. And sometimes we think, well, there's so many different things we need to do. And what this really helps you do is test your logic on your thinking around is what we think going to do actually going to get those outcomes that we're actually looking to achieve. That's what it really does for you. Absolutely. Uh, and it helps you then to also communicate that and use that in terms of really good quality decision making. So to give you an idea of exactly what that looks like, uh, the way that we like to describe it is you sort of start off with the impact or like what is your your mission or what is it that you're out to achieve and sort of start there and then kind of work your way back. So first of all, you, you want to articulate what is that goal? What is that impact? And then have a look at, well, what are the outcomes that we would expect to see uh, if we were achieving that goal? And with those outcomes, sometimes, you know, it's important to have a look to sort of consider those both in terms of sort of short, shorter and longer term. And then from there, have a look at, well, what are the indicators or what are the outputs? Like what are the, I guess, the tangible things that we would see that lets us think that we are going to achieve those outcomes? And then think about, well, what are the inputs that we need to, I guess, put into our organisation to be able to get those outputs or and then deliver on those outcomes? Yeah. And so like we just mentioned before, when you have this, you know, a linear sort of picture in front of you, you can really test your thinking and look at that and go, oh, I'm not sure that is going to do that next step and vice versa. You know, you can really sort of look at it from that perspective. And Tracy just sort of gave an example there as how it can be used at your organizational level. But Tracy, you can also use these as well at a program service innovation level too, yeah? 
Absolutely. And that's really why we wanted to talk about that today as to, you know, how it is necessary for innovation. So absolutely, at an organisational level, having that clarity around specifically what is it that we do and what are the changes that we create, that's really important. That's kind of like then your North Star for any innovation. But at an innovation level, you know, program or sort of service level, what you want to do as part of that is when you're evaluating all your different ideas, think about, well, again, what's the change that we're looking to create And how does this innovation that we're planning really uh, lead to the changes that we're looking for? And then that helps you when you're prioritizing your ideas because, you know, you may have some great ideas, but if, if you can't see that connection to how those great ideas are really going to lead to that change that's going to have the impact that you're looking to create, then they're the ideas that go in that, wow, that's an amazing idea. I hope someone else picks that up later on pile versus, hey, this is a cool idea. Let's progress it through to testing uh, and make sure that our assumptions are really right. Yeah, it's a good call out, Trace, because I think that is a trap when you're doing any of this type of work is that it's very easy for us to fall in love with sometimes the wrong ideas. And sometimes having a framework like this can make sure that we're really sure that what we're choosing is not just popular for reasons other than the fact that it's going to have the biggest impact. You know, at the end of the day, that's what we are looking to achieve through this work. And so this sort of a process can help us to sense check some of that stuff. And the more you understand this output creates this change and the more connected you can get to those two things, the easier it is to make really good quality decisions around what to do within your organisation because, you know, we all have limited resources. Nobody has enough time to do all of the things that they'd love to do. So being really clear about what gets the outcomes that you're looking for is such a valuable skill and this is just a really valuable tool to be able to help you be really clear on that. Yeah. So what what are the benefits for innovation if you do use a, a theory of change? Well, obviously the, the first one we talked about is that clarity, like you know, making sure that you're focusing your effort on the the things that are going to lead to the change that you're looking for is that first sort of effort. And of course, with that clarity and focus, it then helps you to be able to, you know, invest your resources in the things that are going to lead to the greatest outcome. Uh, I think the other thing is that it, it therefore makes it easier to evaluate, like, If you understand, you know, if we do this, we're expecting this change to happen, well, then it's easy to go, well, did that change happen or not? Um, And it it therefore means that you, you know, you build in that accountability to your innovation and your ideas through making that evaluation part of that process. And the easier you can make that evaluation, the more likelihood it is that it's going to be done and going to be done effectively. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, sometimes as well, people are struggling to think about, well, what can we measure sometimes? And I think doing this exercise also helps you to to get some new ideas as well around what you can measure. And like any um, evaluation too, when you are evaluating, it also creates a opportunity or greater opportunities for learning. And I think that's another really important benefit of using uh, a theory of change in any change to program services, innovations, whatever that might look like, because it enables you to be, like we said, evaluating things regularly uh, and you can learn from that and you can adapt the way that your organization's working to ensure you do get the right outcomes 
using the right outputs and you know, making sure the right activity is happening to flow down that so that you get the impact. Absolutely. And that's that sort of adaptability that we know is it's paramount, isn't it? And the other thing that I also see is that it really helps in terms of communication and engagement because you've got things set out really clearly and really simply, you know, the, the saying, you know, picture tells a thousand words. Well, having a, a model like this where it shows how the, the innovation that you're working on is going to create the impact that you're looking to create, it really makes it easier to communicate. And of course, communication is key to engagement. The more people understand what it is you're out to do and how what you're looking to do is going to lead to that impact, the easier it is for them to become engaged and involved and, and want to participate. Oh, that's so true. I mean, some of the things that we're working on in this space, it's complicated stuff. It can be easy for us as senior leaders to be able to see that because we're good big picture thinkers. But sometimes when you're communicating with people who don't maybe by default think that way, and a, a nice neat diagram essentially what you can create out of this a picture of this can to further Tracy's point really make it easy for those people who find it more challenging to see the bigger picture to see the bigger picture absolutely providing that clarity of purpose and building in that accountability and making sure that that evaluation and and learning and continually learning more about what it is that you're doing and then bringing people with you along on that journey is just really that essential ingredient for any innovation to be successful. This kind of ticks all of those different boxes. Are you looking for innovative ways for your organisation to deliver more impact? Take our online assessment and receive a customised report in your inbox that highlights exactly what to do next. It takes only five minutes to fill out and it's completely free. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au slash self-assessment. So you had um, some experience recently with an organization that you do some work with and they implemented a theory of change. Did you want to tell our listeners about what that was like? Yes, I'm super fortunate. I'm part of the board for Youth Options and they developed a, a theory of change and it's the initial sort of theory of change um, work is probably about two years old now, but it's through that continual learning process that you were talking about before, Dan, that they've been able to use that to make some really important strategic changes within the organisation. And when you're part of a board and you've got a theory of change, it really helps guide all of that thinking and guide all of those decisions. So one of the really big things they did was they actually changed their name. So previously they were employment options and they, um, through the work that was done as the foundation for the, the theory of change, actually had a look at, well, does our name reflect our organisation and the future of our organisation? And so even, even down to the sort of that kind of level, they realised that the large percentage of the people that they worked with were young people and it wasn't about employment. It was actually about facilitating really important changes for young people to let them live the life that they're capable of living. So that sort of name change actually came about as a result of that. But they've also been able to make some really good quality decisions around like what programs do you progress with, which therefore means that there have been some programs that they've looked at and said, well, actually, you know, that doesn't align any longer. And as much as we might be emotionally attached to some of those programs, we're actually going to put all our focus in the area that 
does lead to the outcomes that we're looking for. The sort of allocation of resources has been really important. But the other thing that's really made a big difference is they've been more successful in grant applications and more successful in being able to share the organisation's story, which has then meant that they're actually able now to, you know, to talk to individuals and businesses about um, sponsoring them and fundraising. And they've got a prospectus that they've been able to develop all from the foundation of having this theory of change. Geez, more that's uh, some pretty good benefits. So more successful in their fundraising and their grant applications. Can you just explain how this has done that? It's it's about the clarity of story. When you can clearly articulate, this is what we need. This is what we're going to do with it, and this is the outcome that this will have, and this is the difference that it makes in the lives of the young people that we work with. That has been what's been able to really shift the dial in terms of the success in in both um, grant applications, because of course it's all about the clarity that you can provide, but also just being able to actually bring people into the organisation and share the story of the changes that are possible has really made a difference. Thanks for sharing all that. It seems like it's been you know, pretty successful for that organisation. Obviously, we've seen lots of examples in our consulting work where these organisations have seen similar types of benefits, which is pretty cool. So, I mean, the thing that people might be thinking is, well, if these are getting these amazing outcomes, why doesn't every organization have one of these? And they are popular. They are popular. We would say that. But, you know, why, why doesn't everyone have one, Trace? I think sometimes the first thing is just the allocation of resources, like the idea that, you know, it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of money. It's going to be really hard. I'm not quite sure that I sort of see the benefits and I'm too busy in that kind of in the grind day to day, putting out spot fires to really kind of step up that level and do the work required in coming up with a theory of change. That's definitely a, a big thing. And and I think sometimes there's the idea of a theory of change is that there's a bit of confusion around, you know, theory of change versus I've got to get this right. <laughs> and I think the thing that I would always caution people to remember is it's a theory. It's a theory of change. It's not a documentation of change which means that what you're really doing to begin with is you're putting down what you believe to be so and then you sense check it and you measure it and you have a look and you refine it and you work with it. So uh, sometimes I think there's that idea of like, you know, we've got to pay a consultancy firm a lot of money to develop that for us. And I mean, as a consultancy firm, I absolutely wouldn't say no, but I think that there's often a lot more value in you know, perhaps being supported to create your own so that you build that capability and you can continually adapt and refine that as you learn more and more. The other thing that I think that gets in people's way is just that resistance to change. You know, sometimes organisations have been quite successful working the way they're used to working for some time and, you know, that old adage, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So there's a bit of we haven't needed one so far, so I don't know that we need to go out and get one tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, if I'm someone that's a bit change resistant, uh, you just talked about some of the things that had happened to the organization that, that you're on the board for and, you know, they changed their name because of this. So there can be it can really upset the apple cart a little bit, some of the things you can learn whilst putting this together. And maybe some people are a little bit cautious of going down that path in case one of those programs that they are emotionally invested in maybe doesn't become prioritized. So 
it's really important with anything that we do in this space that we need to understand there are always going to be groups of us that love change and there's going to be groups of us that don't like change and there's probably lots of people in between that too but we need to make sure that we support those people and understand that at the end of the day we need to be mission focused and um, that's why we all work in these organizations but we all have our own needs on how we can get there and understand yeah everything's going to be okay if we do need to make change right and not just okay for the organization, but but okay for all those individuals at different levels of comfortability around change. So just sometimes some people just need that little bit more support and different things along the way to help them be comfortable with that too. Absolutely. And the last, but I guess kind of not least, uh, and that's where we hope that podcasts like this play a part is not everybody's aware. Sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And if you're not thinking about what else your organization might need, um, you just might not be aware that there is such a thing as a, a theory of change and not necessarily aware of the benefits of, of having a theory of change. Yeah, I, I found in my conversations that I feel like it's something that a lot of people are aware of the name of. But if you got everyone to draw you a picture of one, what one looked like, you'd get a lot of different answers. And that's just my experience. But yeah, it, it's a common term, but it's not a tool that's always implemented well. Yes, I agree. And look, there are a few things that, again, in terms of that implementing something well, there are a few things that we see organisations do and that do, do this really well and they're, they're quite consistent. And I think if I had to boil them down just to two or three things, I would say the first thing that an organisation that uses their theory of change well does is they hold on to it lightly. You know, they continually adapt and refine it. They understand that it's a theory of change, not a document of exactly what they're going to do. But to be able to continually update it is they they share it broadly. They're always open to, you know, sharing it right across the sector to other organisations, to the community at large and getting that feedback and continually working with it. I think a, a really good example that I've seen is, again, based here in South Australia, is the Faithful Law Foundation. They actually have their theory of change. Uh, it's on their website, but it's also linked to a Miro board, which is basically it's a, it's an online whiteboard. So it's really obvious that that they're asking for that feedback and they're really open to continually evolving and adapting that document. Nice. All right, Trace. That was great. Lovely to chat with you again. And uh, yeah, thanks for everybody for listening in. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Innovate for Impact podcast. Any links to what we spoke about today will be posted in the show notes. If you'd like to know more about social innovation, visit our website where we have a heap of tools to help you on your way. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au. Thanks for listening. Now go out there and make an impact.